evening everyone. To give this talk a title, it's Mindfulness and Flow in Zen Practice. Someone I was speaking to recently who was asking me, well, what's the difference between mindfulness um, and flow, or being in a state of absorption? <coughs> and uh, she was uh, kind of relieved to, to realise she was not the only one who was confused about it. <coughs> but uh, there is a distinction, and maybe as a way of um, uh, giving some Zen context to it. Do you know Dogen's famous statements, those three statements, to study... Um, to study Zen is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. And then the third one being to forget the self is to be affirmed by the 10,000 things, to be affirmed by life as it is. <clears throat> well, those first two, to study Zen is to study the self, is really in the realm of mindfulness, you know, where you um, enact being observer, witnessing your experience, you know, and, and in particular um, observing the contents of the mind as it arises as we do in thought labelling, so that we start to step back and we see all the, the nonsense that it comes up with, mm -hmm. and uh, until it starts to fall away. And if we practice something like mindful thought labelling, or following the breath, or just, just noticing in that witnessing kind of way, something happens that can't be forced, um, but it happens perhaps through repetition of, of doing meditation, is that you start to uh, experience a sense of flow with the moment. You know, or another way of putting it is to you become absorbed in whatever it is you're doing. And uh, that that the what what is referred to as um, um, satori in in Zen, you know, an opening experience or kensho as it's called, you know, a little glimmer, um, is is in essence a state of flow, you know, and you can't make it happen. So like you just have to become accident prone towards it happening by by doing something repetitive all the time. Um, but what you find. Um, through doing Zen practice um, is that a, and I'm, I'm talking months, years you know, of doing it is that there is a sense of being in the flow of life a lot more now mindfulness and secular mindfulness tends to emphasise this idea that you're a witness of your experience and that is important um, but if you're only ever a witness of your experience you're just like a spectator at a game or a spectator at a concert, you know, you're there listening. Um, but we're, we're active players in life. And, and we're, it's kind of like metaphorically, we're not just the person listening to the music, we're also the musician, you know, or, or we're not just watching the dance, we're dancers in life. We actually have to participate in life, not be a, a, just a spectator. If we do, then we're, we're always on the outside looking in, you know. Like, um, we're not, not actually absorbed in the actual day-to-day -day energy and experience of life. 
So a metaphor that you could use is that when you're practicing mindfulness, you're standing by the side of the river and you're watching the water go by, right? But when you're absorbed, you're in a canoe going down the down the rapids, you know, and into the still points and then through the rapids again. And and you're one with the experience, you know, and you just sort of calmly know how to navigate down there because you're one with the experience. You know? And it, that, that happens more um, as you... Um, mature in Zen practice um, and often it's not until you're out of that experience that you look back and then you witness it again you think oh yeah I was in a state of flow then but when you're in it you, you're just kind of absorbed in it and um, I realised yesterday when I was out sailing um, and there was some good strong winds and then it became very 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 gusty and the you know, boat was being blown over and so on but I realised looking back on it I was in a state of flow yesterday with it because in the, in the middle of all the gusty, stormy weather, I felt quite calm and I felt like I wanted to do that and do that and do this and so on. And then I realised when I, when I drove home, I was in a state of flow driving. Do you know, it's like when the traffic lights were red, just stop. I mean, they go green and, and just being alert and calmly alert through the experience. And um, we're not always in that state. You know, we, we come in and out of it. Um, but the more that we, we practice in, we just fall into that place. Um, because the mindfulness is a wonderful thing, but the trouble with the mind is um, it's good at some things, like it's good at solving algebraic equations and it's good at planning a vacation and so on, but that's about all that it's good for. And, um, but the, the problem with the mind is it thinks it knows everything, you know, and it, and uh, it overthinks itself and it's kind of a bit, bit arrogant, really, you know, the mind. And, um, and then what it does is that it, it interferes. So mindfulness, to just be mindful, you know, as a pure witness of our experience is not interfering. But the mind um, constantly interferes in our experience. So it's there judging good, bad, better, worse making progress, not making progress, you know, this is good, not, and, um, and making a commentary on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, often in a, in a rather bombastic kind of way, you know, and it's like, shut up, you know, <laughs> mind your own business. Because it doesn't, it, 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 that, that sort of very cerebral kind of intelligence has got a very limited capacity and we're embodied creatures, you know, and we, our body often knows what to do. Like when you learn music, like particularly in an oral tradition like Irish music, you, you learn to play through muscle memory. Right? And if, if you're trying to, to learn through intellectual memory, you, you just won't get it because you're not in the flow. But if you trust to learn through muscle memory, then, then you're in the flow of the rhythm. And that, that metaphor is there for many other things in life, if we just become embodied, you know, the body will know what to do. If the interfering mind takes over with all its doubting and commentary and so on, then it's like throwing a spanner in the works and then things don't flow so well. It's even true of just sitting, you know, and breathing. You know, your body knows how to breathe. It does it all the time unconsciously. It's very skillful at it. It's been keeping you alive for this long. Um, but when 
particularly when you're a beginner in meditation and you start to become consciously aware of your breath, then there's a tendency for the mind to interfere and it takes over and it wants to breathe this way, it wants to conduct the show. And what it really needs to do is just sit back. That's the, that's the skill, is the, the mind to pay attention without interfering. Uh, and that if you want to name it as a skill, that's a kind of a skill that is developed out of, of Zen mm. practice in, that permeates all of our life in one way or another. Just paying attention very closely in the here and now, um, but without interfering. And uh, if, if we start to live our life without the mind interfering, which is another way of saying without the, the little ego self interfering, <coughs> then everything just falls into place much more easily and we tend to know what to do. So, you can't make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, someone could instruct you on how to practice mindfulness and if you do that, then you will start to fall into a flow and you'll, you'll start to, to just naturally fall into absorption. But if you had to teach someone how, how do you go into a flow, well, there's no direct way of teaching anyone to do that. you just got to get out of your own way. And life is a flow. Time is a flow. Do you know, it's transient, it's impermanent. And if we make ourselves one with that experience, then we don't have to do anything. It will just, the river will take us along. In fact, there was a, it reminds me, just to end this talk, there was a, a book title from about the 1960s which was titled something like Don't Push the River. Mm-hmm. And that's what we le- need to learn to do, is not push the river. It has its own momentum. <laughs>